All right, what's up, everybody? Um, it's first episode of the Sports Culture Podcast. Uh, I'm Seth, and my other host is here. His name is Mark. So what's up, Mark? What's up? All right, so first of all, just make sure to uh, subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and uh, give us a follow on Instagram. So today we're going to be uh, talking about, for the NFL, we're going to be talking about uh, free agent quarterbacks, running backs, and uh, tight ends. And then we'll also be talking about a little bit of NBA stuff, the All-Star Game, NBA award races, stuff like that. Um, I was looking at the free agent quarterbacks. The one that really, I think, is in the lead of the free agent quarterbacks, probably Jameis Winston. Uh, what do you think about Jameis, Mark? Uh, before we start, honestly, with the QBs, like, I feel like all these guys like, might not even have jobs. Like they're so, It's just a bunch of backups, really. Winston, though... Like I feel like he deserves to be somewhere, you know. He's, I mean, he's he's a baller, honestly. He was like, he was honestly a top fifteen quarterback last yeah. year. I think he was. I mean, the Saints were five and two before he tore his ACL, and his main concern was his uh, touchdown to interception ratio before that. And he had a fourteen to three touchdown to interception ratio with the Saints, and that was with damn uh, Marquez Callaway as his wide receiver one. So imagine him with. Michael Thomas too, so I think, I think he's gonna stay with New Orleans. I don't think he's gonna go anywhere. I think New Orleans is gonna offer him some solid money because if they don't, they're gonna have to either draft a quarterback or have uh, who is their backup? Ian Book as the backup, or no, uh, Taysom Hill as a starter. So uh, where do you think he's gonna go? I feel like, uh, honestly, like New Orleans probably has one of the biggest. Uh, QB problems out of these out of these teams so I feel like honestly they should try to retain him like even as a backup you know like they could go through the draft as well but I feel like Winston's a solid like bridge guy like I think he can be more of a better bridge guy too he could definitely be their future I think because I think last year was his true breakout I think they should get him on a three or four year deal and uh see if that pans out because it was really panning out for him last year yeah honestly he was throwing he threw like 1207 games with like nobody so yeah i think the saints would have been for sure a wild card team with winston so i mean sean payton leaving hurts so we'll see if he can still be good without sean payton but i think i think they should definitely at least try to retain him yeah i agree with that honestly we got a uh, Teddy Bridgewater too. I mean, he kind of sucks if we're being honest. So Teddy B, man. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just not like <laughs> I would take like Mitchell Trubisky over. I I agree because <laughs> at least he's. I mean, he's only a year younger, but he at least showed flashes and he made the playoffs twice with the Bears. So yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is not it. He's a he's a decent uh, backup. And he could be a bridge quarterback. So I think a team like uh, the Texans would probably be good for him because he can either, he could mentor Davis Mills, I guess, and uh, possibly start for them too and be a bridge quarterback until they find the answer at quarterback. Because with their rebuild, they're either, I mean, they're not going to get Watson back. So they need to just build their team around quarterback before they get one. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, he, he has a lot of options. Probably gonna he's gonna be one of the best backups like available in this class. So, um, yeah, I agree. Land anywhere. Yeah, I was his career high passing touchdowns was last season. That was eighteen touchdowns. So that speaks a lot of how good he is, and he's just not good. I never understood uh, when people thought he was good at all. So. And then uh, we talked about Mitch Trubisky just now, too. Uh, he was the backup for the Bills, obviously. In my opinion, he was probably the best backup in the league this past year. I don't really know a backup that is better than him. I mean, do you think there was a backup better than him last year? I mean, it's hard. It's hard when it comes to backups. Like, I mean, Davis Mills was a backup, low-key. Until he started, until uh, Tyra Taylor got hurt, yeah. Yeah, Amy Davis Mills might have been the best, honestly. He was doing his thing with the Houston, like. 
Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, Mitchell Trubisky, like I know that staff likes him a lot. He's probably, I would say, staying with the Bills. Probably the best option for Yeah, him. I agree. I and mean, the Bills, honestly, like they make moves that make them contenders. So I, I would assume he's staying with them. It's like, yeah, because he's a salt. I mean, hopefully Josh Allen never gets hurt. But uh, if Josh Allen does get a big injury one year, Trubisky would step in and win a few games for them, and maybe even uh, keep them at the playoff team. I mean, a team like uh, the Commanders or someone like that could maybe sign Trubisky as a bridge quarterback or to give him another uh, chance, but I don't see him signing as a starter anywhere. So he's probably saying with the Bills, at least it would be smart of the Bills to retain him at least. But uh, another guy similar to Mitch Trubisky, who's also a free agent, is uh, Marcus Mariota. He's he's probably one of the better backups in the league too, a former first overall pick, and I think he should stay with the Raiders, and I think the Raiders would be smart to retain him, because uh, I mean he's a solid backup and he comes in for trick plays. You've seen the Raiders, uh, they've shown they trust him and with his ability and trick plays, so I think they should sign him and retain him as their backup. Yeah, I totally agree with that, honestly. I'm a huge uh, Mariota fan. Like, I've loved him ever since Tennessee. It's kind of un, uh, unfortunate. He hasn't really got, like, any opportunities recently. But I mean, you're yeah, a Dolphins fan, to... so you like bad quarterbacks, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like <laughs> the Lions, too, I guess. Yeah, I would, I would assume he stays with the Raiders. Like, best for both deals. Or best for both sides, again. Like, same thing as Mr. Trubisky. It really just makes sense. Yeah, because I don't see him as a starting quarterback, but he could definitely be one of the top-tier backups in the league. And uh, the Raiders show they trust him with trick plays and stuff like that, so that's definitely a good good spot for him. Uh, another, what was the other free agent we were going to talk about? Uh, uh, Tyrod. Yeah, Tyrod, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was slinging it in the beginning of the season before he got hurt again. He was... He was actually leading the Texans to some close games. So, I mean, where do you think he'll go? I mean, he's definitely going to get signed. He's been, like, best backup for the last two years with, like, Chargers and Houston. So, um, I don't know. I'm saying some random team just, like, swoops in and signs him. It's really hard to tell where he goes. Yeah, I mean, but he could be a bridge quarterback somewhere. Yeah. He could definitely be a bridge quarterback, but probably going to be a backup somewhere, but most likely leaving the Texans. We also uh, have some quarterbacks that could be traded. Out of out of this group, we have Rodgers that could be traded, Watson that could be traded, Russell Wilson that could be traded, Jimmy G. Out of that group, who's your uh, which quarterback excites you the most to be traded? The most to be traded. Saying probably Russ. Like I feel like he wants out. Pete Carroll is on his way out. Like I, it just doesn't really make sense for them to keep him, and he really does not want to be there anymore. So I, I want to see him with a new team too. I feel like the Seahawks are holding him back. Yeah, it have been for a few years, honestly. Which, uh, which team do you think will swoop in and get him? Probably, I'm saying either one of the bottom feeders of the NFC East, man. It has to be, like, the Giants, Eagles. Think the Giants? Man, you think the Giants have a chance of One of those three, honestly. Yeah, I feel like, well, I feel like now that they have the Bull, they'll probably keep Daniel Jones because it's, like, his style, but I feel like they'll be in play for sure because I don't think Daniel Jones is the answer. No, Daniel Jones sucks, if we're being honest yeah. here. I don't like he the Giants fan. He does like that team, though, because the bull with the strong arm QBs, he could help him a little bit. Yeah, like, I mean, he could better. I don't think better. he's going to fix his yeah, turnover He's issues. not the future. Like, There's Giants fans that say he's the future, and he's, really he's bad, not the future, huh? yeah. I'm thinking, uh, I mean, I'm a Commanders fan, as you know, so I might have a little bias here, but I'm thinking the Commanders are going to swoop in and get them. I'm thinking, like, their first-round pick this year, their first-round pick next year, and uh, Deron Payne 
maybe a second two this year or next year. I think that could get the deal done. He's still a top ten quarterback. You said two first. Yeah, two first. And a second. And a second, and Deron Payne. Because I know the Seahawks said they're not going to trade him unless they get blown away by a trade offer. But I'm thinking it's worth it. He still has another three to five years left of prime, I think. He's 33 right now, and he's still a top 10 quarterback. So do you think that would be worth it? Man, I feel like it's a little overpay for the commanders, but I, I guess, yeah, I, I get what you're coming from. They're trying to get over that hump. Like, I feel like they have really good defense. They kind of need that. That QB yeah, presence. I mean, yeah, they have other holes, but if they solve quarterback with a guy yeah. like Russell Wilson, I think they could be an 11-1 team and maybe even make a playoff run. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Uh, we also have guys like, as we said, Aaron Rodgers. Same damn question as last year. Hey, I Rod, mean, man. who the hell knows what he's going to do? I mean, what do you yeah, think is going to happen? Like, honestly, like I think... I think he retires, honestly. I really I agree. Think he I retires. agree with that. But if he does if he does stay in the league, it's definitely not gonna be a Green Bay. Yeah, I can agree with that. He's out of there. I mean back to back MVP be... and his team can get out of the divisional round either either year. I mean part of it was his fault, but I feel like he's gotta leave. Yeah, definitely. So I feel like you know, he has a few he has a few suitors like Denver. Good, you know. I feel like I heard a lot of uh, I heard a lot of Cleveland rumors. Honestly, really, I have not heard any of those. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's just one of those teams that could come out the woodwork. Like he would Baker, look disgusting obviously. in a Cleveland uniform. Yeah, it would not be pretty. But... <laughs> that looks disgusting. I mean, in my opinion, I think I don't see it. Anything out of these three possibilities happening, and that's returning to Green Bay, getting traded to vet to Denver, or retiring. And I mean, I don't think he's staying in Green Bay. So, really, I think the two options that are going to happen is either getting traded to vet Denver or retiring. And I agree with you. I think he's going to retire. Yeah, I just don't see a point unless he really wants to make like a statement, like Brady. I guess he could, you know. I d- there's just no reason to keep on playing. I mean, four-time MVP, he's got a ring. Yeah. The only reason he might not retire is because we know he loves attention and he might not want to be in the same Hall of Fame class as Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, the ball's in his court, though, so... Yeah, he's definitely Dude, got all the leverage. Really, yeah, it's really up to him. I mean, if Devontae uh, Adams leaves, he's out. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think he's gonna be in Green Bay either. I'll say tag him. Uh, like, yeah. And, I mean, if he leaves, Green Bay is they're screwed. Poor Aaron Jones. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Jones is getting the spot taken too. My freaking AJ Dillon. It's true. It's true. We also got uh, we got Watson too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Watson. Man. I mean, he's honestly. Uh, he honestly. Like I don't know if this is a hot take or not anymore, but honestly, I, I could see him like not getting traded at all this year. I feel like they just said like there was a report a few days ago said he uh, the Texans have not lowered their offer. So yeah, I saw that want, too. They it's... still want like three firsts for him, and I don't th- like his status is still up in the air with all these cases and stuff. So I don't think I'm surprised the cases haven't gotten cleared yet. I thought they would be getting cleared think- by now. They were just in court like a few days ago. They actually. were okay. Last week, yeah. I mean, but I think what they're asking for is definitely his price, though. I mean, I think his legal accusations are going to get cleared, and if they get cleared, he's a top three or top five most valuable player in the league. I mean, he's twenty six yeah, years old. He's, he's locked into a contract for four more years, and he's a top five quarterback in the league. In my opinion, the fourth best in the league right now, if you're including Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, I think he's definitely worth those five to seven assets they're looking for. I think he goes to the Panthers because they have the assets, they have the high draft capital, 
they can trade pick six this year, next year's first, the first after that. And uh, I don't really know what player they would trade. Probably a defensive player. Uh, what player do you think they would throw in there? Probably, yeah, I would have to agree. Probably one of their uh, defensive players. Probably like, Getter or something like that. Maybe Gilly, man. I, I don't know how long. Well, isn't he a free agent? Really keep for. Is he? Let me look that up. That's not get more. I think he's a free agent. Uh. But yeah, I mean, if they can trade Gilmore, that's that would be great for them. Yeah, he's a free agent, so they can't trade him. But I'm saying the Panthers, and if he gets on the Panthers, they're a Super Bowl contender easily. They have uh, they have a, an elite defense. They have a solidified wide receiver one. They have Christian McCaffrey. If he can stay healthy, all they'd really need to fix is O line if they get Watson. Oh yeah, that O line is atrocious. Yeah, it's pretty bad, but outside of that, I mean Watson has the keys. So you think he's staying with the Texans though? Nah, I feel like he could, but I just feel like with his status up in the air, you know, I feel like if they're if they're not coming down from that price, I don't think anyone is gonna trade for him. Unless this stuff gets cleared up before the draft, like I mean, I think it could. We still have three more months until the draft. I think that's, yeah, that's so, how much time we um, have. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Panthers, definitely a suitor. I feel like, honestly, Pittsburgh could as well. Especially now they have, that they have Brian Flores in there in Pittsburgh. Yeah, like, I feel like Pittsburgh would be the team to do that. I, I don't understand why the Texans didn't just sign Brian Flores instead of they promoted Lovey Smith. Yeah, man. I, I mean, yeah, I really... Signing Brian Flores would have well, been the best chance for Watson to stay too. Nah, I don't think he was staying. Even like I know there's a lot of like Flores Watson rumors, but like Watson does not like that organization. Like Flores is not fixing that. Yeah, but like Watson said himself that. Well, I don't know if he said it, but there all those reports were that wherever Flores went, Watson wanted to go. So I feel like yeah, I don't know if it would have fixed it. And Watson would have sure stayed, but I feel like there would have been a chance they could have convinced Watson to stay if, if they signed Flores. But they then just well, as a Dolphins fan, I don't really think Flores is the best head coach. Definitely, like he's definitely a top three defensive coordinator right now in the league. So it's crazy he he didn't get a coordinator job at all. He's fucking um. Linebacker. Yeah, linebacker and assistant three. defensive coach. That was one of the most like overqualified linebacker coaches. <laughs> yeah, ever. I mean, so yeah, I do think he's. Him. I agree with you. He's overrated as a head coach, but he yeah, definitely should have got a coordinator he spot. He can't make a good staff. Like, he can't. He can't build a good O line. Like, there's just a lot of stuff to him. He was power hungry. Yeah, like, I saw all those, all those I'm, reports. I'm assuming Houston saw that. Like. I'm not trying to bash him. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think he's just I don't think he's fit to be a head coach. Especially the Definitely Dolphins fans. You though. know how power hunger he was. Yeah, man. But anyway. We also got uh Jimmy G. I mean Jimmy G sucks. Jimmy I'm G, I'm sick and tired yeah, of people know. saying not, he's good just because the forty ers are good. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Uh he's definitely I mean honestly I can see him get, getting cut. Like <laughs> If, yeah, if they can't move him. Someone might, someone might not even want him. Like if you're, you're giving a second for that contract, and he's probably not even going to be a starter next year. Like. Yeah, there's. I, I mean, there's there's a few teams he could be a starter on. Maybe as a as a bridge quarterback. Could be a Saints QB if they uh. If they don't take. Go, if they stray, if they stray from Jameis. He could, but like, I mean, I don't think Saints would trade for him. They're. 70 mil over the cap already and they could get another bridge quarterback in free agency rather than trading a pick for him i'm thinking uh though he goes to the bucks 
I don't think the Bucks are going to trade a second round pick for him, but I think they could offer a third round pick. And when the 49ers don't get a second round pick offered to them, I think the Bucks could snag him for a third round pick and see what he can do with a stacked team around him for a year. Like he was around with the 49ers. I saw some uh, Deshaun Watson Tampa rumors. I'm just saying. I saw that too. That would be like such an overpowered the team. Most hated teams ever. Like I'm just saying. Nah. That's that's a dynasty they start right there if they get Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that would be crazy. I wasn't it. What was the other team? It was the Vikings too. That you said and. Yeah, it was a, I mean, there's a lot of teams. But his top two were Bucks and Vikings. Still in that running. You do. Even though Mike McDaniel looks pretty committed to Tua, like anything can happen. Yeah, didn't didn't he say uh, Tua is my quarterback or something like that? Yeah, he, everything he's been talking about, like the whole staff uh, is pretty committed to him right now. But it's the NFL. Yeah. You know. Kind of off topic, but Mike McDaniel no is, is really like hyping up Jalen Waddle right now. Have you seen all that? Yeah, man. I really like Mike McDaniel. I think he's gonna be a good coach. If you're all if you're all in fantasy, draft Jalen Waddle next year. He's gonna be <laughs> Mike Daniel is gonna use him. But uh, I already like Mike Daniel, based off that video of uh, Mary kiss kill, uh, Kyle Shanahan, Mike Lafleur, and Sean McVay. Yeah, I mean he's. Uh, I think he's really smart. He's making. He made a. He made a killer staff. Like I think he's gonna do really well next year. Yeah, no, he's, uh, I think uh, he doesn't get enough credit for what he did for the 49ers. I think Kyle Shanahan takes too much of it. So I think, uh, I think he did a lot for that 49ers team. So I think it would be pretty solid for y'all. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, moving I, on, so we got free agent running backs. backs. We got uh, Leonard Fournette. He's probably the top of this free agency class. I mean... When he went to the Bucks, he was kind of everybody just left him for dead. In the twenty twenty season, he was just pretty much the one B, and Rojo was the one A. But last season, he he took over, and uh, he was really in the top fifteen running back conversation. So I'm thinking he stays with the Bucks. Yeah, man, Super Bowl Lenny. Uh, he. He really took control of that backfield last last year or so. I'm assuming Bucks do what they can to re-sign him. Don't really see him going anywhere else. It's like it's just a good match. Like, yeah. Especially being one of those those Jags products. Like assuming he wants to stay there. I mean, I guess it depends on how much he asks for. Because if he asks for too much, the Bucks aren't going to retain him. But I don't think he's going to ask for too much. He'll probably ask for in the five million dollar range and based off of uh five mil i mean you think maybe seven mil i don't think any more than that though i mean he's only 27 he has a solid like two years but the bucks also like upwards of like eight to be honest i mean yeah he could get there but if I'm the Bucks, I'm not giving more than eight. No, it's like it's funny. Running backs always ask for a lot. Obviously, like Melvin Gordon is like a good example of that. Yeah, and I think it's been pretty evident lately that you do not pay running backs. So I don't think yeah. uh, I don't think they're gonna give him any more than seven or eight mil, which is probably fair for him. Yeah, I'd I'd definitely give him like. I'd give him eight, probably. I mean, yeah, I would give him eight, like, but I don't think I'd go higher than that. No, that's funny. Like, running backs, free, I feel like free agent running backs just aren't the move. I, would rather, I agree. Like, if, if you're losing a running back, back, yep, draft. After running back, like, it's that simple. Because they always just end up getting overpaid, and it's just like, then they get old, you just have them on your roster. Exactly. I mean, like Ezekiel Melvin Elliott Gordon is a prime was example such a of that. Waste that you, like, I agree. Took away, took away so many carries from Javante Williams. Like, I feel like he hurt them more than he helped them. Yeah. You know? I agree. I mean, Melvin Gordon is still a solid running back, but 
you traded up for Javante Williams, and but you had to give Melvin Gordon carries because you're not going to waste his big contract. But uh, yeah, I I think Fournette stays with the Bucks. I mean, his really biggest knock was his uh receiving capabilities, and he had 69 receptions last year with the Bucks. So I think uh, I think he definitely stays with them. I think uh, next up would be James Conner. He uh, he signed with them last year, signed with the Cardinals last year, just to get a quick two mil contract, and nobody thought he was going to amount to anything. But Conner ended up second in the league in touchdowns with 18. He had 15 rushing and three receiving. Mainly because when Edmonds went down, Connor got the full workhorse load. But I think he looked good. So I think he stays with the Cardinals. What about you? What do you think? James Connor is a beast to them. Like, uh, he rushed the most in three years for him. His career high in touchdowns. He's probably one of the, had to be like top three in running back touchdowns too. Yeah, he was like, two. Yeah, he was second. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor was the only one. Over him. Yeah, so I'm, I'm saying they retain him. Um, I don't see why he would leave. It's like they know how to use him well, obviously. Yeah. A lot for him. I mean, they have a good offense, so they should. He should definitely stay with the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals should definitely try and retain him. Yeah. He uh, kind of like Melvin o- Gordon, which is the next running back we're gonna talk about. A little bit older for... I mean, he's 26. He's not even that old. I was thinking he was older. But, uh... Yeah, he should definitely stay with the Cardinals. Next up, we got uh, Melvin Gordon. Coming from the Broncos. Uh, I mean, the Broncos should have no interest in re-signing him. They have Javante Williams, which... Obviously, is one of the most exciting young running backs in the league right now. So... Do you agree that he's going to leave... Yeah, definitely. I like. I feel like they're pretty committed to Javante, and I just don't see any reason for him to be brought back. But I mean, it would be a Broncos move. They, they like doing weird stuff. Yeah. So. But like, you trade up in the second round to get Javante. I mean, it's he was a great mentor for Javante, obviously. So I don't think it was that bad that he was on the roster this last year. But uh, he definitely needs to leave for. If he wants more touches and the Broncos need to have him leave for Javante to show his true potential. I think uh, he's going to go to a team like the Bills. I mean, Devin Singletary showed out, but I think a one-two punch with Gordon and Singletary would be pretty nice for the Bills. Yeah, I can see it Uh, as well. You know, like Zach Moss, even Singletary, they both have like crazy um, potential, but I don't really like either of them. Like yeah, too I mean, I like so. Singletary, but he's a smaller back. So I think someone like Melvin Gordon and yeah. a one-two punch with him would be nice. And uh, Melvin Gordon could also get a possible ring next year with the Bills if he signs with them. That's honestly a really good fit. Yeah. I, Deal? I, like... I was thinking of the Dolphins, too, for him. Yeah, I was also going to say the Dolphins. Like They're definitely going to be in that market. Although I think they go through the draft, like McDaniel, I agree. Might as well bring in a free agent. Yeah, too. that's why I have yeah. him going to the Bills because yeah. it would be smart for the Dolphins to go through the draft. Yeah, Dolphins are going to be in like a run-heavy scheme, so they probably want someone experienced as well. They might even not draft someone. Like I don't know what they could do with Gaskin. He has a lot of potential. Like I feel like Gaskin kind of showed last year though that he can't really be a. He can't be a 1A or anything like that. He could no, be he, a 1B, maybe. He does maybe. have a lot of potential, though. He's, he has he's a good build. Like He's shifty. His vision is a little bad, but I, like that staff caters to running backs, O-lines, and tight ends. So I'm hoping yeah. they could do something with him. I'm yeah, thinking uh, someone like Brees Hall or Isaiah Spiller would be a good 1A in that Dolphins offense. And then Gaskin could be a 1B or... A, third down back, something like that. Uh, next up, we got Chase Edmonds. 
he's uh he's on the younger side he's 25 uh he was the third down specialist type back with the cardinals i mean the cardinals would try to give him the full load but he's not the full load type of running back but he's a solid running back for sure I think he's uh I think he's gonna go to the Giants. And some people might think that's a little out there, but I mean you look at Saquon and he's uh he's so injury prone and the I think the Giants are gonna realize now that they need a running back to pair with Saquon and a competent running back. So I think uh Edmonds going to the Giants, taking some of that workload off Saquon would be nice for the Giants. What do you think? Well, I think, I think Saquon's gonna be on his way out. Honestly, I mean, uh, how much? Uh, did, he only has one year left on the contract, right? Yeah, one year. I heard there's some rumors they wanted to trade him, but I feel like honestly he could go, he could go to a team like Atlanta to fill that Cordell Patterson road. Yeah, uh, role. depending if he. You know, they have or not. Mike Davis for another year. They're kind of stuck with him. There's no really like point to cut him. So that could help him, maybe. Like, I think that Mike Davis deal was really bad. Yeah, Speaking of it. I, I don't know why this. I mean, he looked good with the Panthers for, like, the first half of the season or so, that 2020 season. But, I mean, he's, he was never meant to be a starter after that season. So that was a pretty bad signing. Um, you mentioned Cordero Patterson from the Falcons. That's the next running back we have to talk about. I mean, did you see that coming? I don't think anyone saw that season coming from Cordero. No, it was, it was a really good season for him, man. He really like got back into his role, did his thing, but I, I feel like he's on his way out of Atlanta. You know, he's old. Yeah, he's 30 years old. Probably, probably wants to go to a winning team. Atlanta has a bunch of problems. Like, I don't really see him wanting to stay. I feel like there's probably not going to be a mutual interest either. Yeah, I agree. So I think he's on his way out. He goes to, like, a winning team. Could be could be uh, in contention for that Bills spot. I feel like that'd be... Yeah, that might be a nice solid spot. Get him on like a two-year deal, maybe even one. Honestly, I mean, I could definitely see Cordero returning to the Falcons, but uh, he kind of showed at the end of the year that he was starting to run out of juice. He's also never really had that workload before because he was really the centerpiece of that offense. So I don't really have. I could see him returning to the Falcons, but as you said, I could see him going to. A, a team that could definitely contend for the Super Bowl, try to get a ring. So, I mean, he's kind of a weird, weird free agent here. Because I don't see him getting a starting job anywhere, but he could definitely be a third down type back somewhere. No, nah, I mean, he's 30, probably has... I mean, honestly, I'd give him, like, one year as a starter. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Not like, he needs someone else, though. I don't think he could take a full, like, workload. So I'm thinking the Bills... It would be a nice spot for him, honestly. Yeah, him in Singletary. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad, bad, uh, bad spot I for him at all. I don't see him returning at all. Yeah, I'm. I don't know what that Falcons offense is gonna do. It's they have Matt Ryan for another year. I think he's yeah he's still under contract. So really, their offense is gonna be Kyle Pitts next year, and that's it. So yeah, I. I agree. I don't think he should return. If I was him, I wouldn't. I would go to a winning organization because the Falcons are going to be in full, full rebuild mode here. So, uh, speaking of Kyle Pitts, his position is tight end. Uh, next up, we got free agent tight ends. I mean, why don't you open us up with this because we got Mike Sicky first. Mike Sicky, man. It really hits close to home for me. Big Mike Kosicki fan. Love Mike Kosicki. Great, great player, man. Uh, I think he goes back to the Dolphins. I heard the new um, new tight end coach for the Dolphins said they were talking to Kosicki, had some good conversations. But 
I'm thinking they tag him, see how it goes, because, you know, in a run-heavy scheme, you need to know how to block. He's not the best blocker. Exactly. It's pretty common knowledge. Exactly. But I think, I think if they want to use their tag on him, I think they're gonna, they're gonna use it on him out of anyone. Uh, they don't really have a lot of crazy free agents to bring back. So. Yeah, they could definitely use a tag on him. Back. Saying he goes back to the Dolphins on a tag. I think. Uh, I think he's gonna leave just because he's gonna be demanding fourteen mil, probably, a year. I mean, how much would the tag be? I think a tight end tag is either like, it's either like nine mil or like eleven mil, somewhere in between. Uh, yeah, it's nine point six mil. I mean, so yeah, tag yeah. might be smart because that's not that's a pretty good contract for him. It's not. It's, I mean, it's probably four mil under his asking price. So that that would actually be. Pretty smart of the Dolphins to do that and see how he could be in that offense, Mike McDaniel. But as you were saying, he's not a blocking tight end at all. So I think they would need to sign a tight end who could block for sure because their third round draft pick, Hunter Long, can't block either, can he? Nah, he, he's like a similar guy to Mike Kosecki. Yeah. I mean, that's another reason why I think he might leave just because they drafted Hunter Long. I mean, I know you don't like Hunter Long at all, but. They might try and see what he can do. It's hard. It's hard to like him played like one snap last year. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be a wasted draft pick there. But I'm thinking. Dolphins yeah, like doing that. So. I'm thinking he might go to the Chargers. I mean, Mike Williams is almost certainly on his way out of the Chargers because I saw a report that he's asked for wide receiver one money. So I think uh, I think Josh Palmer is going to slide into that wide receiver two role for them, but I think they might try and get Mike Sicky because he's a great receiving tight end, and they might want be able to pay him that 14 mil a year to get a an option for Justin Turner to throw to with Mike Williams coming out. Uh, next up, we got uh, Don Schultz. He was kind of out of nowhere this year. He uh, he was probably a top ten tight end this year. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm not a huge fan of Dalton Schultz, but, you know, gotta give him his credit, sure. Yeah, he's a, I'm not a huge fan of him either. He's probably going to get overpaid this offseason. I think he's going to return with the Cowboys. 800 yards, 8 touchdowns. You know, I think he goes to the Jets, though. Jets need, Jets need someone like him. They've been lacking a good tight end for that's, that's a, pretty, a that's long a pretty, time. Good uh, destination for him. I remember when Chris Herndon held all that hype. Yeah, they, Jets, Jets like hyping up all their tight ends man, every year. Yeah, they definitely need tight end is definitely one of their biggest needs. I mean, they're gonna need a good one to help uh, Zach Wilson flourish. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next up we got Gronk. I mean, do you see him going to any team at all? Not, I, I, definitely not. Like, you know, him and Brady have a little, like, relationship going on. I think he's gonna retire with him. He said, he said some shit about going to the Bengals, but I think he's just he like Gronk likes talking. I, I think yeah, he's gonna yeah, I agree. As well. I mean, I've I always thought the past couple of years that, or once he came back to the Bucks, once uh once Brady retires, Gronk's gonna retire too. So. I agree. I think he's definitely out the door. I mean, there's no really point in staying with the Bucks without Brady. There's no point in going anywhere else. So, yeah, I think he's definitely going to retire. He's 32 years old. It's not exactly crazy old for a tight end, but I think it would be in his best interest to retire. Uh, we also got... It kind of drops off after this, but... David Njoku is a really underrated tight end, in my opinion. I think the Browns just didn't know how to use him because they're the Browns, and they overpaid uh, Austin Hooper a couple years ago. I think Njoku is going to go to the Jets. I think uh, he's going to flourish with the Jets if he goes there. Where do you think he's going to go? I'm joking. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. Um, 
I don't really know what he's been up to. I feel like I do feel like Cleveland's been holding him back a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember there was trades, trade talks like last year on the trade deadline. So yeah, yeah it sucks for him. He didn't get out, but. I mean, he definitely wasn't worth that first-round draft pick that he was drafted at, but I think he's heavily underrated. I mean, he's 25 years old. He still has a long career ahead of him if he can go to a team that wants to use him. Honestly, I think, he goes to, I think he goes to a team like the Bengals. I feel like you know, him and Uzama could be a really good pair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Uzama is a... 1B type of tight end in that offense with Choku would be pretty solid. Two younger, I think CJ Zama is pretty young too. So, two young, he's sort of athletic type. Oh, he's 29. I thought he was younger than that. He's kind of old. I feel like Burrow would bring the best out of Njoku too. Yeah, for sure. We love Joe Shiesty. Uh, next up, we got Zach Ertz. He got uh, traded to the Cardinals last year and uh, kind of came back to fruition. He was a big part of that offense, especially when DeAndre Hopkins was injured. So I think he returns to the Cardinals. He's 31, probably still has a couple more years left him. What do you think he's going to do? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's getting up there in age. I can see, definitely see him returning. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's no point for him to really go anywhere else honestly I don't see our team really going for him either maybe maybe the Colts if they keep Carson Wentz because uh I mean we didn't talk about him but Carson Wentz might be get traded or cut even but if they retain Carson Wentz and they want kind of a familiar face at tight end for once the Colts could go after him but I think he's returning to the Cardinals so, uh, so I think that's all we have for the NFL. Do you have any uh, any news or anything about the NFL you want to bring up? Nah, man, I think that, you know, that was good. All right, so uh, the NBA. It's the NBA, man. All-Star game, All-Star weekend. Curry lit it up in the All-Star game, and he hit like 16 threes. Yeah, he was 16 of 22 at one point. He was just chucking it from half court, like. He had what fifty points. Yeah, something like that. I'm, I love Curry. I'm a huge fan of Curry. Yeah, he's a. Uh, he went off. Cat won the three point contest. I'm pretty happy for him, having a big man win the three point contest. Yeah, so I like the, I like the little story. He they let him wear his mom's chain too. Yeah, yeah, I, I think saw she that. Liked him. That was pretty. That was pretty recently, cool. Recently passed. And yeah. then, dunk contest, dunk contest was the worst. I don't know if you. In a long yeah, time. I don't know if you watched it, but yeah, it was really. Oh, we pretty off. Topping oh. one with that mid dunk, because all the other yeah, dunks were trash. I, I like Obi. It's cool for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's cool. a good dunker, but gosh, yeah. that was such an uncreative dunk contest. Uh, I feel like for the last two years, they've just had like random people in it. Because, like, yeah, none of the, like, really good players participate anymore. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of lame, but... I mean, yeah. you saw Shaq's Instagram post, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even want to stay in the dunk contest, so... Yeah, that was, that was a pretty lame dunk contest. I hope next year they get some actual good players to be in it. But, uh... Yeah, so the All-Star game... Obviously, Team LeBron beat Team Durant, even though Durant didn't play or was even there. I think everybody had Team LeBron winning, but it was actually a yeah, Dur- decently close game. Durant drafted, like, the worst team possible. I think Durant was just trolling, to be honest. Yeah, Durant really cares. I mean, he drafted Rudy Gobert over James Harden. Well, that was that was pretty funny. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> the day he got traded. It was it was funny because he had a straight face the whole time, and LeBron was just laughing with everybody about it. They told him to draft Fred Van Leet over James Harden so that K 
Kevin Durant would have to shoot it for Nico Bear and Harden. And he ended up shooting Nico Bear. So that was pretty funny. All-Star weekend, man. It's pretty, like, been pretty underwhelming for the last I few agree. years. So I mean, I popped into the All-Star game a little bit, but I don't watch the whole thing. I really just uh, saw Curry go off a little bit and then turned it off because it's just not really fun to watch anymore. Yeah. All right, so we got award races. Let's talk about MVP. Um, I like this, like, I feel like there's no one really set right now. It's like a good midway point. You yeah, got like Jokic, you got like Joel Embiid, Giannis, Curry, like a lot of guys. It's up in the air right now, honestly. Yeah, I mean the the latest NBA or the latest ranking for MVP on NBA.com, they have Jokic at one, Embiid at two, Giannis at three, Chris Paul at four, Curry at five. And then they got uh, Morant at six. I'm happy for Chris Paul being in the top five. Yeah, I don't know. He's Jimmy, oh, Jimmy Butler needs to get back up there, man. He's doing so good, like, the first month. And he got a little, got a little hurt. But. Yeah. I mean, someone who should be in the top five, in my opinion, DeMar DeRozan. He's been oh, yeah, tearing definitely. it up. Like, I, I don't think... He will win it. I don't think he will either. Like, like you know, it's DeMar DeRozan. But, and he's uh, competing against, like, really good people. But he has been Honestly, he's top three in there for me. Like, the last month, bro. He's probably number three for me right now. I mean, yeah, I really like, really like, um, like DeMar and Curry. If you had to rank your top five, what would your top five be? Probably um, Jokic, Giannis, probably Curry, and then four and five, I feel like up for debate, I'll go Joel Embiid, been going crazy with the six, he always is crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, you have, a, you have a beat low. Where, where do you have him? I have a one right now. I think he's. One? I think he's leading right now. Then I put. I put I feel like Jokic too. Jokic just has the edge on him because, like, he does so much more. Like with the worst team. Yeah, sis. He just. Yeah, you know, he does. I, I'm a big fan of Jokic, crazy. but I don't know. I think Embiid is leading, just because. Uh, he's a. I mean, obviously Jokic is a true star of the Nuggets, but I think Embiid. Should be at number one right now. I think he should at least be top three in all lists. So I'm surprised you have him all the way at four. Yeah, I mean, Curry. I'm just a big, big Curry fan. Yeah. A bias, I guess. <laughs> nah, Joel, Joel definitely doing his thing. Who would you have at five then? Would you have DeRozan at five? Yeah, probably DeRozan. Hey, I feel like John Morant should be talked about a little bit too. He's yeah. he's like he fringe, might, he like fringe top five. He but... might sneak in the top three or something by the end of the year in that in that VP voting. Big fan of Jaw too. Luca also going crazy like I, usual. I think if I would have to rank my top five, it'd be one Embiid, two Jokic, three uh, three Lamar. I think he's not getting enough credit at all. Four Giannis and uh, probably Curry at five. There's a there's a lot of guys here you can put in the top five I think. Yeah, I think there's like a solid, is it like a solid seven who really they deserve. Yeah, it right now. you can put John there if you want. You can put Chris Paul in there if yeah. you want. So there's there's definitely a quite a few guys. Who could uh, who could get in the top five? I haven't been paying attention to the defensive player of the year. Uh, race have you at all let me uh let me see what nba.com has that ladder at uh looks for, like uh what? for defense player of the year uh deploy um i know rudy gobert franchise probably gonna be there it looks like there Giannis is at one right Never now 
the NBA ladder. Yeah, it's Giannis gonna be up there. Gobert oh, is even in the top Draymond. three. A lot of Draymond, Draymond Green. He's at four right now. I feel uh, like Bam should be up there. He's been hurt for a little bit though. That's probably yeah, Bam's not in it in the race right now. Probably because uh, he's been hurt. He got hurt. He was out for like a month and a half. Yeah, I think he just came back. Mikel Bridges is he actually at two break, right bro. now. Uh, in the NBA ladder, Jaron Jackson is at three. I really like Jaron Jackson. I'm a huge fan of him. Interesting. I think Draymond would have been top three if he didn't miss those 24 games. I mean, yeah, a lot of injuries. He, he kind of showed how important he was to the Warriors when he missed those games because the Warriors were not as good without him. Showed how important he truly is to them. Yeah, yeah. do you play the? Honestly, I'm probably going, probably going Joel Embiid or really? uh, Gobert. Yeah, man. I mean, you're at, he's averaging a block a game, averaging a steal a game. I'm sure he's locking people up. Like eleven boards. Yeah, Last I can see. Year. I can see Embiid. <laughs> Last time he had under 10 boards was, like, last month, so. He's been, he averaged, like, 30 and 10 for a while or something like, something like that. He was going off for a while there. But, yeah, so I could see him beat, I think Giannis got it right now, but. Yeah, Giannis definitely up there, too. All this, these awards so far are, like, real, real close. Yeah, I agree. Uh, rookie of the year, though. I mean, if Evan Mobley doesn't year. win it, there's a problem. I think. Yeah, Evan Evan Mobley is the consensus uh, rookie of the year. Yeah, I mean, Not uh, the talk about there is just doing this thing in Cleveland, like. He's. I mean, Cleveland is. They're insane right now with Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. Yeah, they have a really good young team. And Evan Mobley is definitely the leader of that team. I mean, yeah, I think he's easily rookie of the year. The NBA ladder, NBA.com ladder has uh, Evan Mobley at one, Scotty Barnes at two, Josh Goody at three, Cade Cunningham at four, and uh, Franz Wagner at five. I think that's exactly how I'd, how I'd have it. Yeah, I would put Josh Goody at like two. I, I think, mean, yeah, Josh Goody could be two. Yeah, it's, I'd like him and Evan, uh, Evan Mobley. I think, yeah, Scotty Talk Barnes and Josh Goody are probably interchangeable at two and three. Scotty Barnes was faded as hell in the All-Star game. You seen that? No, I didn't see that. That was so funny. He was just high as shit the whole week. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I mean, but yeah, Evan Mobley since the last NBA uh, that com ladder has averaged. I mean, on the season, he's averaging 14.9 points a game, 8.1 rebounds a game, and uh, 2.6 assists per game. But since uh, since the last uh, NBA.com rookie of the year ladder, he's averaged 22 points a game, 10 rebounds a game, and 4 assists per game. I mean, if that doesn't scream rookie of the year, I don't know what does. He's been, yeah. he's been going off. If he off. keeps that up. One in it, definitely. And then uh, Josh Giddy, dude. He's Josh Giddy's been going crazy. He's almost averaging a triple double. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's he's good, man. The last I like think, I think the Thunder, Thunder are gonna be pretty good in like two years. They have really yeah, good they have a lot of good young pieces. Yeah. I mean, the last month or so, he's averaged a triple double. He's averaged seventeen, ten, and ten since the last uh, NBA.com ladder. So he's been. He's been freaking killing it. He's like a, a white Russell Westbrook. Without the bricks right now. Russ, man. Russ is so bad. <laughs> bad right now. Yeah, the Lakers are LeBron, Lakers are tarnished. LeBron really were good at that. LeBron's right, so about to got... be on the thunder when uh when uh Brownie comes to the league. <laughs> so we got six men of the year. I feel like Tyler Harrow is the consensus right now, but I also agree with that. Like, 
minute, he's averaging 20, 24. Crazy. He's, I, I'm not gonna lie. Before this year, I was a Tyler Harrow hater, but uh, this year he's silenced all the haters completely. He's been 24 and five, man. He's doing his thing off the bench. Yeah, he's been. He's a huge part of that Heat team right now. I and like, you're a Heat fan, so you you definitely man. you definitely understand how big of a part of the team he is. Yeah, it's I. I always like Tyler Harrow. A lot of people like hated on him. I don't even know why he did fine last year, but he's like really amazing right now. Yeah, he's Hopefully not. A, he keeps that up. He has a great year. Jordan Clarkson is the number one, and another one that's in the top five, sure. Uh, Kelly Oubre too. Yeah, and Jordan Clarkson, man. He's always been he, a good um, six man. He's one of my yeah, favorite Utah, players in the league. Uh, Utah really helped them like flourish, you know. Yeah. And uh, Kelly Oubre is another one up there. He's been having a really good season, too. He's obviously the sexiest player in the league, too. So he gets that yeah. to up his points up. And uh, Montrose Harrow is up there, too. Unfortunately, my Wizards decided to uh, trade him for no reason. So he's he's with Kelly Oubre on the Hornets now. But uh, I would say that's definitely the top four. Yeah. But Harrow definitely the heavy favorite. I mean something he's if he doesn't win it it's because he gets injured soon here. Or something. So I think I think he's definitely a lock to win it. I most improved player. You know, I got I got John Moran up here. They got. Oh yeah, I think Darius Garland and John, Miles Bridges. John Morant's definitely got to get it. I mean, yeah, he's he's he, emerged like, to a top four point guard. He's jumped up. He's jumped up uh, about seven points from last year. He's averaging same amount of assists, averaging two more rebounds. Like, he's really really doing everything right now yeah he's uh he's gonna be in in a few years he's gonna be in the conversation for the best point guard in the league oh yeah 100 percent. i'm a huge job fan he's carrying that team to they're 41 and 19 right now yeah he's like he definitely deserves it um i, I really like darius garland as I agree. well i like him as a second there. favorite right now yeah Miles Bridges too. They're all really like getting into their shells, but Honestly, John Morant easily stands above them. If you're no, into betting, really argument. Darius Garland plus nine hundred. If anybody's into betting, Garland plus nine hundred is a decent bet for a most improved player. I mean, I think Jaws got it, but Darius Garland has improved a lot, so plus nine hundred is a solid bet. I think. Desmond Bain. And last one is also in there. We got Coach of the Year. What are you thinking? Uh, do I got. I got. Oh shit! Hold on. All right. I was thinking in the beginning of the year, Wes Ensel Jr. for Washington, but now we suck, so definitely not him. I think uh, Monty Williams and J.B. Bickerstaff are probably the top two right now. I mean, Cleveland has really like, such a young team. I really like Memphis coach. Taylor Jenkins. Uh, Taylor Jenkins, yeah, I really like him, man. He's, I mean, yeah, they're 41-19. and 19. Him a lot. It's not like they have a crazy amount of talent on that team either it's Jodger and Jackson Jr. and then Desmond Bain and not also much after that. big Spo in Miami after like he, you know he, he really he's never won one in his whole career I feel like he deserves it like this whole race is really a toss up right now yeah but 
I'm thinking the top five. If I had to take one, it'd be, you know, Taylor Jenkins or Spa. That's like, yeah. His odds right now are plus eight hundred, so it's a pretty good bet too. I think my top five or six probably is uh, Taylor Jenkins, JB Bickerstaff, Monty Williams, Spo, Billy Donovan, and Steve Kerr. I think that's got to be the top six. Yeah, definitely. Spo, like, yeah, I, I really hope they give it to him. Though he, he's been going crazy with I mean, like what's the half his team right now? injured. Um, not too sure. Thirty-eight, twenty-one. Yeah, thirty-eight. Yeah, I mean Jimmy Butler's was out for, for a little bit. Bam was out for about Bam, a month. Bam was out. Jimmy was out. They're like, uh, and they're they're still on top of the Morris East. Still hasn't came back. All the depots out. Like Lowry was out for a while. Like he's been going, he's been staying really steady with like you know this whole team injured. So yeah, they're they're still the number one seed in the East right now. I think when this season is uh, said and done, I honestly think he takes it. You know. Yeah. I mean, he's in. The Heat have been consistently a top three seed in the East, even with all these players getting injured, and they're at number one right now. They're they have the same record as the Bulls at thirty-eight and twenty-one. So he's he's definitely he should definitely be in the top three-ish right now, and he could definitely emerge as the favorite by the time the season ends. Yeah, my top three, I would have to go Monty Williams, Jenkins, and Spo. Monty Williams deserves a shit too. He, they're on like a crazy, they're on a crazy streak right now. They were like eighteen and one in the last like month and a half. Yeah, they they won seven in a row. They're nine yes. and one their last ten. Forty eight and ten is their overall record. I mean, they're running away with the West. So they're. If you had to right now choose the two teams that are going to be in the finals, who would you choose? Two teams that are going to be in the finals, man. I don't know. Like, I feel like the playoffs are so like NBA playoffs are so hard. Any playoffs it actually. Go any, are so hard. Any, anyway, like, for sure. But if I had to take a guess, it would be one of the Suns of the Warriors for the West, and then the East, man. Uh, pro- one of one of the Heat, Bulls, or Sixers. Like. I, I agree there. I mean, I'm thinking right now. I'm thinking Bulls versus Suns. That'll be a really fun yeah, finals too. See that. The Cavs are There's a sleeper a team to make of, it too. There's a bunch of powerhouses right now. Yeah. Man. The Heat, Bulls, Sixers just got James Harden. Like, then you have the Suns, Warriors, and Grizzlies on the West. Like. Really good competition right now. Yeah. I mean, the Cavs can make it too, I think. I mean, they're young, so I don't think they will, but I think they definitely have a decent chance to make it. Yeah. Like, the first time in a while, like, the top eight seeds are all actually pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, in the East, it goes all the way from the Heat at one to the Nets at eight. And, I mean, the Nets aren't even a a lock to make it right now because... The Hornets are creeping up there at 29 and 31. And then that's at 31 and 28. Uh, Hawks are creeping up there at 28 and 30. Wizards are creeping up there at 27 and 31. So the play in the tournament is going to be interesting, but I think the Nets probably got it. And yeah, out west, you got Clippers at the 8th seed. They're, they're like, you know, moving around 500 right now, but they're honestly. For not having Kawhi at or Paul George, they've they've been solid. You know, yeah, yeah, they're being some good teams. They're staying in close games. Like, I mean, do you think the Lakers are gonna take it from them in the playing tournament, though? I mean, it, I, honestly, I was gonna say if LeBron and AD are all healthy, but honestly. When they've had that full team, they still can't even get it together. So I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, the Lakers are just a uh, disappointment right now. Straight disappointment. I don't even know if they can be a Clippers team without Kawhi and Paul George in a playing tournament right now. That team is just so dysfunctional. 
talent is lacking outside of LeBron and AD. Russ sucks. That's just it's a clown clown show of a team right there. But we'll see what happens in the plan tournament. I'm thinking they might be able to beat out the Clippers for that eight seed. So uh Yeah, it's gonna be close for sure. LA LA on LA. So. Yeah. But uh I think it's about time to wrap it up. Uh you wanna go ahead and all right subscribe to the podcast on spotify apple podcast follow us on instagram uh sports culture podcast and um thanks for listening we'll see y'all next week